Welcome to episode 10 of the Lego Creatives Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to talk about probably the most debated topic in the Lego sector, and that is about disruption. Disruption is probably not what you think. And so in this episode, I'm gonna demystify for you what is disruption all about, why disruption is coming to the legal market and also what you can do about it. I'm Tessa Manuelo, founder and CEO of Legal Creatives, considered one of the world's legal design pioneer. And in this podcast, I am sharing with you my real life insights in legal design so you can learn from me. This is my promise to you to really give you some tips and strategies and frameworks that are going to help you get started. And if you're already on the journey of legal design to improve your understanding of the methodology so you can be outstanding. Very recently, I was invited to deliver a keynote session on this topic of disruption, but also creativity and law. And so in order for you to understand what's disruption really about, I decided to share with you in today's episode the entire keynote session. You'll be able to gain my real-life insights and also my best-kept secrets when it comes to law, creativity, and disruption. This keynote session was one of the most favorite at the event, and I have no doubt you're going to enjoy it as well. So I really encourage you to share it with friends and colleagues so you can start having a more meaningful and constructive discussion about disruption in law. Although you won't be able to see me in video, you will still get a lot from listening to the audio. Welcome to this keynote session on the topic of creativity, innovation, and disruption. I'm Tessa Manuelo, founder and CEO of Legal Creatives, and considered one of the world's legal design pioneers. And for those reasons, I was invited to share with you my real-life insights in legal design and innovation, but also my best-kept secrets in creativity so you can understand better how you can innovate in the legal sector. I'm even going to show you tangible real-life examples of legal design projects so you can see what's truly possible today using the innovative methodology I'm about to share with you. But before that, I would like you to know that this talk is not meant for you to listen passively, but instead, this is designed for you to have an insightful experience, for you to start to open your awareness to what's truly possible in the law today using creativity and legal design, for you to think differently about the way you deliver legal services, and also for us collectively to start thinking differently about the way we deliver justice outcomes for the people. And for all of those reasons, I really encourage you to stay attentive because I have no doubt you're going to have a couple of ha-has and you may want to take note of those. Actually, at the end of this presentation, I will encourage you to share with me your insights so we can continue this conversation. Because in today's world, what clients want 
is they want legal services to be delivered to them in ways that are familiar, quick, user-friendly. And let me ask you a question. What is the number one device that you use today and probably every single day? What is this device you use in order to work, to communicate, and to consume? You're probably even watching this conference using this device. It fits in your pocket, it's super easy to use, extremely powerful, it's your phone. Your phone is the number one device you use every single day in order to interact with others, in order to access information, and in order to get services and even goods delivered to you. But the way we do law in the digital world, it's just like this. This is an artistic representation of online terms and conditions that were drafted for the biggest, most disruptive technological companies such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and many more. And as you can see, we are drafting online terms and conditions just by repeating what we used to do before on paper, which ends up to really long technical text that very few people actually can understand and very few people are prepared to read. In fact, it has been proven that people are ready to spend 60 seconds to read online terms and conditions when the Instagram terms and conditions would take 60 minutes. We need to start designing more for users and not just for other lawyers or judges. We also need to understand that we need to start digitalizing everything that we do, documents, policies, workflows. But today the way law is being practiced and the way legal services are being delivered is not digitalized. And it's not even coded. In fact, it's very difficult to program a contract. So even if we wanted to code a contract, it would be extremely difficult. And the reason for that is because those documents are extremely complicated to understand for designers and for coders. And for all of those reasons, I would like you to understand that disruption is not about technology. Disruption is in fact, your ability to leverage technology to create a user experience. An experience that is frictionless, that is really simple, that is potentially even enjoyable, and that is certainly gonna be driven towards outcomes. And once you're able to create such an experience for your customers, this is how your customers are gonna get hooked. And this is also how you're gonna differentiate yourself from your competitors. It's truly all about the user experience. In fact, law is a platform. Law is a platform upon which we are building society. Law is a platform inside which we have a set of rules that allow us to interact better. Law is a platform that is giving rules for businesses to do business. But in today's world, because the law does not match customers' expectations, TikTok is the platform. 
And this is something we should all be very preoccupied because we need to find ways for people to get interested in the law again, to also understand that they have rights. And even for more sophisticated clients, we need to make sure we can deliver more value. We really need to meet users' needs now. And for that, there are methodologies that you can use to help you understand users' needs and creatively meet those needs. So you can differentiate yourself from competitions, but mostly you can create an incredible user experience that is gonna make your customers so much more satisfied. This is legal design. Legal design is a user-centric innovation methodology that is allowing you to come up with creative solutions in order to deliver legal services. Let me just talk for a moment about design. Design is really not just about the visuals and it's not just about marketing or websites. In fact, let me tell you the story of Henry Ford. Henry Ford was a designer. He designed the car as a mode of transportation that would allow people to move from point A to point B in a really fast way, in a way that is much more secure and also that is allowing people to bring their families and their friends with them. Whereas before they were only horses. And this is why Harry Ford did not ask what people wanted because they would all have said, we want faster horses. Because horses were the only possibility that were available at the time for people to move from point A to point B. So instead, what Harry Ford did as a great designer, he understood what people need. He understood that people needed to move faster from point A to point B, to move in a way that is more secure and safe and potentially to bring people with them. The moral of this story is for you to be a great designer is not to ask what people want, but really to understand what people need. Let's just talk about inventors. Steve Jobs, who created this device that we use now every single day in order to work, interact, and get services and even goods delivered to us. Steve Jobs said creativity is just connecting things. If you're not aware, you already, you are a creative person. In fact, I have good news for you. Before you were an adult, you were a child. And when you were a child, I have no doubt, you were a very creative child. And so the only reason why you may consider yourself not creative anymore is because you're an adult and many of you are very likely lawyers. And so creativity is not something we are used to use. It's not something we believe to be relevant as adults and even more as lawyers. However, your capacity to connect things is gonna allow you to achieve the most groundbreaking innovations. Things you may not imagine today that will be possible today. Just like Steve Jobs had this vision to create a powerful device that would fit in our pocket and empower every people to access a device that would be as strong as a computer, as powerful as a computer, in order to empower people to really be creative with this device. This is the creative revolution I'm talking about. This is the creative revolution we have not yet fully started in the legal industry. But this is the creative revolution that we see happening in other industries. And 
this is your opportunity now to start to use your own creativity and to follow the legal design methodology to start understanding better the needs of your clients and to start to come up with more creative solutions that will allow you to best meet your users' needs. I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you believe this is possible? Do you believe it is possible to draft a contract without words? Well, if you think in a traditional way, you're probably gonna say no, it's absolutely impossible. But if you challenge yourself, if you challenge your assumptions, if you also challenge the assumptions we have in the industry, then you will see that it is actually possible to draft a contract without words. It already exists. And the most, the most famous example actually comes from a South African, Robert de Waal, who designed this contract for employees to understand better the rights and the obligations uh, and the performance expectations that the employers have for them. And this contract may look too simple to you, but when you think that the user in this case is someone who did not have access to education and is not able to read, well then this contract becomes extremely relevant because it's actually helping the company reduce the induction training by three. It's allowing employees to feel much better and much more respected at work. It's reducing the amount of conflict and mostly it's contributing to increase performance in the workplace. There are other examples I would like to show you, like in this one in India by Kanan Drew. This is the initiative that was created in order to empower vulnerable people in India to understand their rights. And they do so using comic books that are actually explaining their rights, the constitution, and what people can do about it. And using this methodology, she was able to reach millions of people. This is another example that was developed in the same spirit, very likely inspired by the IKEA famous instruction sheets. This is a document that was designed in order to help Food Truck in New York understand the regulations around where to place their truck what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. And that is again, allowing people to understand. It's bringing more clarity. And so the fact that this document is more, is, is more simple, well, the other side of, this, of the coin is that it's actually more effective because people do not necessarily have time to read the long documents or do not necessarily have the education to understand a technical document and this is allowing institutions to make sure that people are actually following the rules. There are other examples more advanced and more technical and some fellow innovators are actually part of this conference. Verity White uh, is gonna give a great workshop on uh, redesigning contracts. And so if you're interested to learn more, I really encourage you to attend her workshop because she is designing different contracts uh, that are using more advanced legal design techniques. But also it's about understanding 
that you have a user and that your user may be someone who is very sophisticated or maybe your end user is someone who is less fortunate. So you have to just understand who's your user and draft for your user. If you would like to know more, Elizabeth Stadler is also going to be giving a great, uh, I believe it's, a, it's kind of a TED talk session on the UX principles, but also how you can reclaim your own creativity and find your own purpose as a lawyer. So I really encourage you to check the sessions. But as you can see, there are different ways for you to redesign agreements using plain language, using visuals, but always thinking about the end user. Always placing the end user at the center of everything that you do in order to enhance the effectiveness of the law, in order to make sure that the law is becoming more accessible and more understandable. In legal design, there are different layers. Legal design is not just about information design. It's not just about visuals. It's actually so much more than that. But information design is the first step. And it's the step that is most accessible. It's just easier to get started with information design than with product design. The reason for that is because information design is about you either enhancing your design capabilities so you can start to do legal design yourself by integrating visuals in your documents. But also remember, legal design is a structured methodology. It's not just about the visuals, but I'm gonna explain a bit more the methodology in just a moment. For now, what's really important for you to understand that there are different layers and that information design is just the first layer, but then you can move to more advanced legal design projects in order to create products, products that are going to be actually allowing you or your client to achieve a specific task. Or you could even create service, services that are designed around your users, making sure your users have an exceptional journey when they interact when they get work done with you. There's also system design, and I think the judiciary system is the best example of a system, and there's also even more advanced ecosystem design. And actually going back to the phone, the Steve job, what they really created was not just a product, the phone. They in fact created a whole ecosystem and the reason they were able to do so is because they made the iTunes available in order for the creation of an innovative ecosystem around their product. As you know, the iTunes is allowing for anyone to create an app and to make it available on the iTunes. This is how they created an ecosystem. This is more complex, this is more advanced, but this is possible. And so for those of you who are interested in really being leaders in innovation. This may be an interesting option for you. And that would require you to work in a more collaborative way with stakeholders in the industry. We know from research that has been done at the World Economic Forum that one of the most important skills we need to develop in this new technological era is creativity. Creativity in order to start adapting ourselves to newer circumstances, in order to start to be more flexible whenever we have an objective, to be more flexible as to the means to achieve it. It's also about enhancing 
our capacity to think in a more critical way. And if you wonder how you can develop your creativity, well, in fact, it's not as complicated as we may think. I've done some research as to creativity since 2013, when I was in Toronto, Canada, and I met the experts in creativity that actually learned with the founders of modern creative thinking, uh, Sidney Parnes, who made incredible amount of research as to creativity and creativity can be increased. It can be increased. First, everyone is creative, but then you can increase your creativity by just practicing. Creativity is like a muscle. And in order for you to enhance your, your creativity, just like you would go for the gym to train your muscles, you have to train your creativity. And there are techniques, there are tricks, there are tips, there are things you can do to enhance your capacity to connect things. Because remember, Steve Jobs, he said creativity is connecting things. And this is probably one of the best kept secrets that I would like to share with you, that creativity is really about your capacity to connect things, to train yourself, to force your capacity to be creative. In fact, there's another secret I would like to share with you and that creativity has a formula. In fact, creativity is very much science-backed and science-based. It's really backed by science. Creativity is in fact the function, function of your capacity to combine knowledge, imagination, and evaluation. And all of that is tempered by your attitudes towards creativity. In other words, if you're very much open to creativity, you're gonna be able to access more creativity. As Maya Angelou said, the famous poet and author and activist in the United States, there is no limit to creativity. But if your attitude towards creativity is more um, suspicious or close, then it's gonna be harder. So again, if you would like to enhance your creativity or great workshops that are given, um, the one by Elizabeth Destader that I really encourage you to take in order to ignite your creativity in a very practical and insightful way. So in other words, for the legal sector, the opportunity here is not necessarily to enhance your knowledge or your capacity to evaluate, but really your capacity to imagine, to imagine new ways to deliver services. I told you I was gonna talk a little bit about the legal design methodology in five steps. And if you would like to know more, you can read the great book by Margaret Hagen, Law by Design, that is available online. It's really about discovering who's the user. How do they feel about this particular problem you would like to solve for them? To synthesize your, uh, your insights, and then to start building a solution by prototyping, to test it and to improve it. It's an iterative methodology. In other words, legal design never stops. You're constantly improving. You're constantly refining your understanding of what your clients and end users needs, and you're constantly testing. At Legal Creatives, we are teaching you those 21st century skills that you need in order to survive and to thrive in this new era. Because we understand that this is not necessarily easy to do in practice. And for that, you may want to do it with other professionals that are interested to, to start the journey. And when you do that in a group, you're able to access much more ideas, to get much more feedback, 
and mostly to get the support you need in order to continue on the journey. I would like to share some real life tangible examples that I've promised you. And so this is a glimpse of the virtual showroom of the work that has been produced by our members at Legal Creatives who've been learning with me and learning on the platform, what is legal design and how they can use it in the practice. This is a one-click non-disclosure app that was created by Arnaud Cervera in France with his company, Gotten Design. And this is a tool that, he, this is product design, so this is a tool, this is a product that is allowing entrepreneurs and startups to speed up the negotiation process with investors especially when uh, entrepreneurs go to fairs and trade shows, they can't always have a lawyer with them. So the app is a great way for them to negotiate while being protected. This is a platform that was created in Argentina by Alejandro Temporetti Oliveira in order for people to first understand that they have rights and then to help them put their rights, their claims online on the platform. This is a tool we have created in a design sprint in Germany in order to help with compliance and corporate duties. And so as you can see, it's really about challenging yourself, challenging yourself to think differently, challenging your own understanding of what's possible, challenging your assumptions, challenging the assumptions of your colleagues and the industry. But also it's about surprising yourself, allowing yourself to access this creativity and this imagination that you have and to channel this in your work in a way that is going to be very productive and very effective. But also it's about enjoying yourself. Einstein said creativity is intelligence having fun. So I really encourage you to enjoy this conference and please leave us your insights on menti.com using the code 250221. Leave me your insights. I'm going to read all of your answers. There are three questions I'm asking you. And if you would like to connect with me, well, connect with me on the platform. Find me on LinkedIn, Tessa Manuelo, or you can always find us at legalcreatives.com. Thank you so much for being here and stay creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to episode 10 of the Lego Creatives podcast with this keynote session on the topic of law, creativity, and disruption. I have no doubt you got a ton of insights from this keynote and so I would encourage you to share them with me. As you know, you can find me on LinkedIn and all major social media platforms. So do not hesitate to send me a short message and to let me know what is your biggest takeaway from today's episode.